American philanthropy is undergoing a revolution. Wealthy donors who might once have been content to send an annual check, trusting in charitable organizations to use funds effectively, now want to be more involved and more targeted in their giving. What's behind this shift to so-called high-impact philanthropy? Some philanthropists believe that in recent years, government agencies have fallen short in such areas as improving education and addressing hunger and poverty and feel compelled to step in to help. Others may be influenced by professional business practices where donors expect the use of metrics and data to create transparency and accountability. Board members are being asked to use their expertise not just for fundraising, but also for sound governance and operating efficiency. Meanwhile, more. Information, particularly via the internet, has given philanthropists a view of a new set of potential immediate outcomes. At the same time, many donors still have questions about their giving. When we come back, I'm going to be speaking with Wendy DeMonte and Aaron Mulvaney, who are both serving on the advisory committee for this awesome third annual Philanthropy Leaders Summit coming to Reno September 21st. We're going to learn more about that when we come back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Very pleased to have Aaron Mulvaney and Winnie Damani. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. When we talk about philanthropy, and we're going to talk about the Philanthropy Leaders Summit in a little bit, but Wendy, I mean, you're very involved in the community, have been for many years. Let's talk about what is changing. We have a lot of new people coming to town, and how is philanthropy keeping up? Donors, nonprofits, give me your uh, two cents. Well, first of all, when you look at the landscape of Northern Nevada, philanthropy has really saved lives. It has built buildings, it has created programming that have made immeasurable uh, success rates and differences in the lives of the people who live here. It's built trails. So philanthropy plays a huge part in the makeup of Northern Nevada. Now moving forward, what is it going to continue to look like? And that's why the summit is so important because we're helping to really have that conversation, create that conversation with current philanthropists, philanthropists from the past and the, and the future philanthropists that will be so important to this community. But when you look out on our landscape, I mean, first of all, we have to have it, right? Private, private companies, the government, um, citizens can't do it alone. So by pulling us all together, the impact is that much greater. And we're really seeing that with um, some of the newer um, entities moving in. And, you know, I work at Renowned Health, and we're an interesting organization because we're a funder as well as we run a foundation as well. So we give and we receive. And a lot of companies have that same model. Um, but giving out into the community, it's true. People are looking for metrics. They're looking for improvement. It's not just you know a millionaire coming in and writing a check and saying, here you go, do good with my money. 
We want to see that those dollars have actually been put to where they were requested to be and that you're making the community better. So I think philanthropists are almost becoming um, a little more creative in how they give. They're becoming um, a little more data-driven and they really want to see outcomes and to make sure that their dollars and their impact are where they want them to be. Well, yes, Erin. I also wanted to say that actually philanthropy is really for everyone. You know, we think of we think of corporations, we think of foundations, we think of families, but I think what we what we really think about as philanthropy is is how we actually shape our community, how we actually uplift our values, how we say who we are, and how we actually control how we grow as a community. It's where we meet with our passions, it's where we roll up our sleeves and we actually make a difference. So, and, and actually I think you know we all both have high school age children in all of our high schools in, in northern Nevada, probably the entire state. I think we're really proud that they all have um, uh, philanthropy hours that are required service hours, but I, I think what we're talking about now is no longer serve to serve to check a box in terms of like data, sure. data's good, mm -hmm. but serve because it matters, serve because you care, serve because you're passionate, make a difference, and then actually you realize you're making a difference and you feel awesome about it and, and you're a part of this community, so there's that ownership. So it really is for everybody. And, and part of the sum is really bringing people together so that we can start sharing those passions and dreaming together and collaborating together. And, and you said too, Wendy, that we are a growing community. And we have all these different contingencies. So again, it's about getting us to talk together, dream together, and, uh, and give together. Well, and I think the key word now is impact. Mm -hmm. So I know that the uh, transformational philanthropy is kind of the um, overall program that we're gonna see at the summit this year However, impact, I mean, impact is moving into investing, impact is moving into the nonprofit world, because I can say, you know, personally, after a while we get tired of why aren't we solving these right. issues? Why do mm -hmm. we still have some of the issues that we have, especially in a small community like Northern Nevada, and then you see that, you know, there's a whole bunch of nonprofits, we were talking about this before we got onto the show, kind of the silos in our community. Yeah. So realistically, um, you know, we want to see more impact with what we're doing. However, we still have a little ways to go because there's a lot of nonprofits trying to accomplish the same goal, right? So you, a big organization like Renown, I'm sure get asked all the time. And so how do you say yes and how do you say no? Well, what we're really doing now um, and will be for the next three years is we're looking at a community need. So right now, Northern Nevada, Washoe County, um, has one of the highest adolescent suicide rates in the country. Can you, uh, that is just mind-blowing. You can't believe that our kids are committing suicide, but they are, and they're doing it in huge numbers. So what Renown is doing, for one example, and there are many examples, um, we looked at, okay, how do we hit the kids in schools that are doing okay but need a little support? Okay, great, we're gonna fund an organization taking care of that level. Then what about those kids that need a little bit more counseling and guidance and support? Okay, great, we're gonna fund that level. Okay, now what about the kid that really needs alcohol addiction treatment? Okay, we'll fund that. And then for the kid that's, you know, is surviving but just needs to, to keep going in a good direction, we'll fund an organization for kids in that environment. So what we're trying to do is hit a need at every level instead of just saying, okay, here's some money, 
to one small not-for-profit doing amazing work, but we're missing the huge, much larger picture. So that's kind of the strategy that we're taking is hit kids where they are and make sure that there is support if they improve or if they get, you know, more mentally stressed out because we know stress is such a huge problem for kids these days. And I really think that behavioral health and addiction, mental health, that's such an issue in our community. I mean, we see it every day just driving along the streets with our homeless population and you know mental illness is real and needs help. And so I really think the community is starting to wake up to that and you're seeing some big philanthropists come forward with huge dollars. You're seeing um, different businesses move to town to try to tackle that issue as well. And then the not-for-profits that have, again, that small sector, I feel like we're now kind of all coming closer together and working together to solve a bigger issue. And that's how you're going to solve it. Right. You're never going to solve it working in your silo. But when you come together, mm -hmm. suddenly you'll start seeing a change. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. that's those systemic issues. I w did an interview with um, Michelle Gear, who runs the Eddie House. So all of a sudden I'm like, OK, I want to see what's going on in homeless youth. Right. Because yeah. you're talking yep. about you some bet. of the issues that you're you guys are looking at, too. And same thing, you've got all these disparate organizations and they're all tackling one little piece. It's like, have you considered all getting in the same room? Yeah. You know, you know it's actually interesting looking at, at trends in Nevada. That is actually one of the places where both North and South are, are coming together and they're putting big dollars in to look at the homeless problem. That's actually happening. So there is energy there. Some other trends that you're talking about, what you just said is collective impact giving. How do we get together to actually get more out of our dollar but actually have a bigger impact, right? And it's really interesting is looking at this um, summit coming up. You talked about transformational philanthropy, which is really giving at a very high level, right? So you've got representatives. We have a representative, a wonderful one from Barrick. We have a wonderful representative, Kristen Avancino, from the EL Weekend Foundation. And that's really high impact giving, which it'll be exciting to hear from them. But we also have a panel on the next generation. And so what are these younger you know, kids doing? It might look different, but it's super valuable. What is their lens? How are they affecting change? How are they getting support? We're also looking at an innovative philanthropy panel. And that's really exciting because we have all these new global companies coming we're so happy and grateful to be here and they want to be a part of this community and they have a lot to give so it's kind of connecting those dots so they I think on their own a lot of the companies that are coming here and just really it's kind of it's a national trend is looking at um, corporate social responsibility and they have to embody that themselves but when you start connecting companies who both have that value, we're going to see on this innovative panel from Christy Overgaard from Switch, she's our chief brand officer, and Chris Riley from Tesla, who's in charge of workforce development and education. And watching what these two companies are doing, it's a big deal, and it's going to change things. And it's a model for all of us to learn from. So there's all these different levels of impact from different spaces. But once we start actually watching what's working, what's effective, and what you're talking about is gathering data, Another amazing thing that um, the Moonridge Group, who's actually putting on this um, summit, they're an amazing organization with Julie Murray, but they produ produce along with um, Applied Analysis and the National Corporate Giving Council, which I know you can talk yeah. very well about. They're putting together a National Giving or a Nevada State Giving Report, and that's the data you're talking about. Right. Where are the gaps? Like, yeah. where are we succeeding? Who's giving, how are they giving, but where are the gaps? Because we need that information, right, to start uplifting these spaces sure. that need support and the kids need support. Absolutely. We have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Wendy DeMonte and Erin Mulvaney, who are on the advisory committee 
for the philanthropy. It's the third annual Philanthropy Leaders Summit coming to Reno Friday, September 21st at the Nevada Museum of Art. And we're gonna talk about who should be there and why they should be there after this break. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Really appreciate my conversation today. We're talking about the third annual Philanthropy Leaders Summit, and the title is Transformational Philanthropy, and who better to share the information than Wendy DeMonte and Aaron Mulvaney, both here on the advisory committee from the Moonridge Group, who actually sponsors, and I've been blessed to have gone to all three I'm looking forward to the third one, but both of the Leader Summit, and I can tell you that I walk away completely inspired and really having a good understanding of what the trends are in philanthropy, and most important, um, what some of these big organizations, because they bring in some pretty phenomenal speakers. Aaron, I'm gonna let you chat just a little bit about what we could expect and who should come to the yeah. Leader Summit here. Well, as I was saying before, I think everyone should come, quite frankly. I think it is for everyone because it's about bringing like-minded individuals. And, and the focus is to talk about um, best practices and giving trends. And we've talked a little bit about the different panels we'll be hearing from. So you hear from it from different lens, whether you're a big corporation, whether you're you know a global company or a small company, whether you're you know uh, a millennial or uh, a teenager trying to figure out how you're gonna give. Um, so I really do believe it is for everyone, but I think it's for everyone in terms of coming with the intention to um, to really be open to what is giving and giving as we we're talking about first of all it takes everyone to actually move the needle and have an impact giving is volunteerism it's in-kind gifts which means you're giving something that's not a dollar but maybe it's something from your company that adds value or you're giving cash donations so really you can give in ways that we've identified but there's probably ways to give that we haven't even come up with but it's about coming in with an open mind about learning best practices, about building relationships, and really about thinking about what you care about. And if you really care about it, how can you make a difference? So I think it's a platform for the relationships, to build inspiration, and, um, and to think about concrete steps forward. Yeah, when I realized that it was coming back, I 
because I serve on several nonprofit boards, so I sent the information to the executive directors of each of the nonprofits, and of course they've already signed up because it's not about you You have a choice. It's you need to come to this so you understand <laughs> yeah. what's going on because you are, you know, first and foremost going out to your board and community going, you need to fund us. Well, you need to understand why people want to and what the, the trend's going forward. You know, something I want to say too, when you just talked about even being on, on the end of the board and giving your program exposure, we all have passion projects. But it is that place to, to stand there in the community and say, here I am, and this is what I'm about. And and we were talking earlier about in being involved in, in how we support and preserve nature. You you have to love something before you're going to start supporting it. So so why should I fall in love with you? Why do I fall in love with your program? Or your, and so when you when you meet people and they tell you in the breaks and in the social time about what they're about, you know, it's an opportunity to figure out how to get more involved and, and, and why it matters. Yeah. And you know what I love about this summit too, really, are the kids. Last year we had a phenomenal panel of kids, teenagers, who are philanthropists themselves. And even just in conversations with my own kids and in my work environment, I deal with kids a lot as well. They have no fear, yeah, right? And so <laughs> we almost don't even have to develop that side of them. They are 100% engaged in that and they don't even realize really what they're doing. They'll see you know, a hurricane devastate a community on the other side of the country and they will say, oh, well, we can help. We'll, we'll I don't know, gather socks. We'll gather pennies at the, at the curbside. We'll sell muffins for a dollar and take that money. And they do it because it's they believe in it. They're passionate, Erin, like you've been talking about. And their difference of one person spreads to an entire school. And again, yeah. that community impact of a school makes such a difference. Yeah. And it's just that fearlessness of, oh, I see a need, and I'm going to do something about it right then and there. Like my daughter, she's a freshman in high school, and she came to me and said, Mom, I need Renown to sponsor this. <laughs> I said, well, honey, we can't. You know, we have a, a window, and the window's closed, and so we can't. Um, I'm sorry. She goes, but why not? No, I need you to sponsor this. <laughs> and it was like she wouldn't take no for yeah, an answer. They don't accept no. They didn't accept they didn't. no. And so she kind of turned her back on me and went and talked to somebody else about the donation. I thought, good for her. Good for that generation that just wants to get things done. I think it's fearlessness, and I think it's relatable, and I think they always yeah. see pathways forward. There's the starling young girl who just graduated from Sagebridge, and hopefully we'll hear from her next year. But she created a, uh, a nutrition program for seniors. It was a juicing program because that's where she feels connected. She knows they can't chew on things, and because of Thanks. you know dental issues, and and so there's a solution, right? And yeah. I just think these kids are fearless in that, and it's kind of a reminder because we have all these responsibilities as adults. We start creating all these rules and structures. They kind of break that apart. They really do. We build those walls of oh, I couldn't possibly because, yeah. and the kids just don't even see those walls. They don't have those walls at that age. And so moving forward, I think by having this summit in Reno and getting more kids involved, I would love to see every middle school and high school leadership class yes. attend this summit. Keep watering that seed inside all these kids that want to become philanthropists because it's a natural part of who they are. You know, you think about some as an adult thing, but the truth sure. is we actually equally grow from our, from each other. They inspire us. Yeah. I'm not sure if we inspire them, but we might give them some, <laughs> some support. But, uh, but yeah, we Absolutely. really do all grow from it. Well, and one of the things <laughs> I also like about the Philanthropy Leaders Summit is that there is data behind it, too. And uh, one of the presenters always has done the whole year of data. And so as someone who 
you know, whether you're on a board, you're a donor, whether you just want to understand what's going on in the, the world of philanthropy. And they talk about the whole state. You know, we think of north and south, but there's a whole rural side as well. Sure. And so that they're mm -hmm. uh, really been um, the leader in gathering d the data around who are the nonprofits in our state, what is the impact that's happening. And so you walk away not just inspired with, you know, your tissues, but you also are learning truly what is going on in our state and where are we making great impact. And so that is um, Jeremy Aguero, which he's come up and done a lot of speaking up here, but and he's funny, but he always produces a Nevada corporate philanthropy report. The reason that he's doing that is because of the Moonridge Group. So let's right. just quickly talk about what their role is and really helping us understand what's going on in the state. Right, so the Moonridge Group, they're actually a statewide philanthropy consulting firm. So they're consulting advisors and they work across the state. They're very passionate, very involved, really in bringing, like really wanting to bring collaboration and bringing the conversation because they know that philanthropy requires everyone and they know that we need to talk about, we have to have data to support it, to talk about, you know, um, uh, giving trends and best practices, but they know that it's gonna take all of us. So they really wanna be um, the foundation to create those conversations. They've been hosting the summit actually for eight years in Las Vegas but they knew it was really important to have a voice here in Reno as well so again like you mentioned this is our third year and then they produce this amazing report along with applied um, analysis so the corporate giving uh, philanthropy report and it's really data about what corporations are doing uh, in the state and it, it's a little heavier uh, in the south and they're really making a push to get more companies here involved it's just taking a survey give us your data show us how you're making an impact because I do believe it's so funny I feel like actually we're the type of community that does more than we say we do and if we could actually put a little lens on it number one it's more data but number two it's really inspiring and actually what's fascinating this is a very unique report that the Moonridge group has um, supported and there are other states that are now actually trying to figure out how do you create this what did you do and how can we mimic it so we're actually doing incredible things yeah. we're just trying to uplift it and showcase it more but we do need more companies to actually participate because we want to hear about their good works absolutely that's right we have the survey actually it's going on now until the end of october the moonridge group is pushing that through a a new group kind of a subgroup the nevada corporate giving council um, so we do have the survey if you are interested in filling that out you know we kind of say no giving is too small we want an entire picture of northern nevada and how much northern nevada corporations citizens groups are giving so you could either contact me at wdemonte at renown.org or sherry um, if they could contact you and then just forward it on to me i would be happy to send that survey out to anybody because we really that's going to give us the true lens of the true look of, of what's who's giving where we're giving and the true impact that northern nevadans are making well and also for private foundations you, you know bet. because sure. they get approached all the time so if you're coming from some of the data plus your passion just like Wendy, you were talking about how focused you are on, you know, a systemic issue and not just one piece of it. So how do we get to the core so we start to solve these issues and not just keep, you know, fostering more, right? Absolutely. The other thing, too, you had mentioned about um, getting our data, and I just want to be clear, too, it's not just dollars. It's also in-kind services, but also volunteerism. There's a lot of really big companies that sure. will send 200 employees to help with a project. 
that's a really big impact and it needs to be recognized and supported and also for people to recognize that there's lots of ways to give. So I just want to make sure that that's really clear. Absolutely. If somebody wants to go to the third annual Philanthropy Leaders Summit, Friday, September 21st, it will be held at the Nevada Museum of Art. You do have to buy tickets. They're uh, very nominal to buy them. And I'm guessing that you go out to, where do we go to buy a ticket? Go out to the Moon Ridge Group. I know you Absolutely. can get there from that. And you yeah. can just click directly on the page and anywhere you click. But there's also a big button that says purchase tickets. Right. But uh, yeah, go to the, or you could probably, I'm sure, just Google the Philanthropy Leader Summit uh, in Reno, Nevada, and it would pop right up. And it's a half a day, and it's very, very inspirational. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't miss it because the, the times that I've gone, it's just, it's mind-blowing, especially when the, the young children, yes. their panel, yes. and they're like, my gosh, these kids are solving all kinds of stuff. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, can we just say something about the Master of Ceremonies, yeah. Poonam? It's incredible. <laughs> Wendy and I were guests uh, last year, and we yes. fell so in love with the program. But honestly, this woman bringing it all together with such, uh, such integrity, professionalism, and humor. And humor. You just, oh, yeah. it's very funny. incredible. Very funny. All right. Well, ladies, I've been speaking with Wendy DeMonte and Erin Mulvaney here representing the third annual Philanthropy Leaders Summit, Transformational Philanthropy. I do hope that you'll join us there. I know that you will uh, not regret it. And so those who should attend should be anyone in the nonprofit world, whether you're working in a nonprofit, if you're a business owner and want to get more involved in philanthropy, if you are a donor, whether small or major, this is a great way to learn about how you can get more involved. And if you have any questions and just, you know, Google the Moon Ridge Group, they've got all the information there for us. And so thank you both for being here and sharing. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. I want to thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.